0: Come and see, come and see, come and see. You wanna be, wanna be, wanna be, you wanna be in a light. Wanna see, come and see, come and see. Come and see, come and see, come and see. You wanna be, wanna be, wanna be. You wanna be in the light. don't you wanna be? Greetings. Hi. Welcome. We're glad you're here with us today.
1: Yes. <laughs> exciting.
0: It's always exciting. Every time we record, it's exciting. Because I know, it feels good, doesn't it? It does feel good because mm-hmm. we may have a general idea about taking you guys on this journey with us as we're discussing we these really topics. We really have
1: no idea where it's going to go. No idea. It's always a beautiful unfolding.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. And today will uh, be its own beautiful unfolding. Mm-hmm. This episode of talking about how we're not alone in the universe.
1: Uh, the subject of extraterrestrials, extra dimensionals. Inner Earth beings is a subject that has definitely been a framework, I know, for both of our entire lives. You know, it's hard to imagine just because we have inherently and because of our personal experiences for our entire lifetimes the idea of extraterrestrial life or life outside of this planet has never seemed implausible for sure, and it has been something that has just been a given for us. So living at this time is amazing where really most of the world now believes in the presence of extraterrestrials, even though full disclosure hasn't taken place and that but speaks we, volumes we right there. We believe it's
0: imminent. It is eminent and we're going to we're going to talk about that how eminent that really exciting. is. And it's exciting and it's something that we
1: all get to be a part of through our own mm-hmm. actions That's and right. our own intentions and it's just exciting because mm-hmm. extraterrestrials and higher dimensional beings and Even earth elemental beings, even dimensional beings on this planet have had a huge impact on our spiritual path as guides. And if you feel, not everybody does feel that connection
0: with ETs. They may not feel and be able to describe a specific connection with ETs. But you are hard pressed to find anybody that, if you really are having an honest, heart to heart conversation, that people ultimately are entertaining an idea that we are probably not alone. We're not alone in this galaxy, and we're definitely not alone in the universe.
1: Well, it's kind of a game changer when you think about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I've had a lot of discussions with people who don't really come from a place where the idea of extraterrestrial life seems like it would make any sort of an impact on their daily life. But I feel like the fact that as human beings, we feel so isolated on this planet and alone kind of in itself is a belief system and a framework that we sort of like grow up with and totally. are indoctrinated
0: and it affects with, so many layers and, of our individual lives right, this exactly. idea where we feel alone like we're meant to isolated. be isolated
1: yes alone without mm-hmm. any sort of guidance mm-hmm. and that's not how you know this Mm-mm.
0: how we're intended to feel i cannot think of a time ever in my entire life that i did not believe in the existence of other life. It's been that way from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And in fact, growing up as a, as a kid, it was a bit of an obsession for me. This knowing this inner knowing that we are not alone. It's almost like being in a school. And when do we get to graduate and get to be a part of the rest Mm -hmm. of the galaxy? You know, and I think discussing the integral role that ETs and EDs, and don't get hung up on those terms. We're going to talk about them here in a little bit. But the significance as it pertains to our collective spiritual journey as humanity, as our spiritual journey individually, it cannot be overstated the importance of it it's in all kinds of religious texts. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just think about all of the origin stories for so many indigenous people is that they came from the stars, you know? So where does that come from? You think that just happened out of like? I mean, it blows my mind when people want to discount the relevance or even the existence of ETs. Like it's literally all around. And, we're not here to prove. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to argue the existence of that. Not at all. We know that they're real. We know they exist. We know we've got a, eons upon eons of relationship with different beings from other parts of the galaxy and the universe. But until we as a collective of humanity get to a place where we value something above things and power and dominion where we see each other i see you as me we are all interconnected we're all related we're all here together in this journey and when that moment happens then we get to have a seat Mm -hmm. at that intergalactic table you know
1: we were talking about this earlier about how the uh the, the movies and books about extraterrestrials coming at it from this point of awe and wonder and benevolence, like big mm-hmm. brothers and sisters that were looking out mm-hmm. for us and helping us and along helping the way, helping us along the way, and how mm-hmm. it kind of took a turn and became this mm-hmm. platform for a lot of fear mongering and everything. Fear the other. Everything really got uh, dialed down to a really low vibration mm-hmm. where it was nothing but gloom and doom and and mm-hmm. just, you know, lots of fear about aliens landing and wanting to take over the earth and our resources and, you know, all the stuff. And they're
0: coming to take our precious resources. They're coming to mine our gold and haul away <laughs> our, our water. Give me a break. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just so funny how through our culture, as far as books and movies, radio programs, I mean, the war of the worlds, Orson Welles instilled so much fear and panic into the American population with that, Mm -hmm. that they, we were under attack, you know, and it becomes this metaphor for the other, the Mm -hmm. fear of the other more separation, right? Mm hmm. And that just does not have any resonance, you know, that we're going to get abducted. We're going to get anally probed. Maybe, you know, they let us remember it. Maybe they don't. I mean, you, most people, because of that influence, not to mention, you know, it gets, the waters get really murky with things like the Mm X-Files, They're even murky with a show like Ancient Aliens, where on one hand, beings can be portrayed as be- very benevolent, but yet ultimately, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sure seems like <laughs> that at the end of the day, people want to kind of portray aliens as just fucking with us.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's lots of other theories. I mean, you, you, you can theories. do your research. Oh yeah. Use your discernment. There's a lot of... Of information and disinformation mm-hmm. out there, as with all things. And right. so take really, you know, be mindful, you know, trust that you're being guided to the right sources exactly. of information and, and really open your heart and look at sources as is this something that is perpetuating a state of fear, mm-hmm. even if it's masked as something that right. that is something for the highest good of all. But if you're... Tapping into elements of fear, that may not be the that's source. That's usually for you. a good
0: indicator that that's not something that's in resonance. Because, I mean, it comes down to fear or love. It does always. And for us in doing this episode, our purpose is to really be focused on the significance of this relationship in terms of spirituality in terms of our evolution of beings, of souls, but it's really also about our relationship with our mother earth, mm-hmm. the consciousness of this very planet that we get to live on and its significance, her significance within the galaxy mm-hmm. and the universe. Mm-hmm. And I can just speak for my own, from my perspective, from my own personal experience, I have only had positive, uplifting, heart-expanding experiences when it comes to ETs and extra-dimensionals.
1: As have I. I will say, we know from experience that when you have a phenomenal event... You are just interpreting that event from where you are, from your own perspective, from your knowledge base, your level of experience, your level of understanding at the time. And that is something that evolves as you evolve
0: oh, and completely.
1: something that may seem unusual or it catches you off guard. And, you know, it's just like people with a UFO sighting, mm-hmm. you know, where some people are terrified from their perspective, other people are like running towards it. You right. know I mean? It's just, it's a, it's a personal thing, it right? It's, it's based on your experience that you're bringing. But having said that, I mean, we have both had unusual experiences that left a lot of uncertainty and question marks mm-hmm. in our younger l- lives that we didn't have context for, that we've gone back and revisited it with our Mm -hmm. current level of experience. I wouldn't say that they necessarily invoked fear, but there was a lot of uncertainty and doubt and confusion because there wasn't all the context for it. And things have unfolded over decades. Totally. To where you have an understanding and you can go back and revisit these experiences and say, oh, that's what that was. Like I was so, I thought it was Mm -hmm. this way and it was really something completely different.
0: That's why it's important to have that reflection as you're progressing along your own spiritual journey on your own path. It is important to pause and go back and reflect Mm -hmm. on events. Every human being is going to contextualize a phenomenal event in that moment with the framework that they have, with the lens that they have at that point. And we may think something was unsettling, confusing. And yet, like you said, our our lens was a little bit different at those points in time. Mm -hmm. And yet,
1: We knew the importance of of what was happening. Right.
0: And those things will stay with you. And so you may have had things that have happened to you Mm -hmm. in your life and you could have thought it was one thing. And in the end, it ends up being something entirely different, surprising and life changing when we can have that new awareness of what that is. What does that mean? What is the significance of that? And... When we talk about disclosure, people may or may not have a a clear understanding of what that is. But for us, that means that there is an acknowledgement on the mainstream level of reality that we're all agreeing to take a part in, but that there is this acknowledgement in some kind of There is no going back way of of what has been seen cannot be unseen. And we can talk about these things. We could talk about the percentages of Americans, talk about the percentage of people around the world that believe in the existence. There's millions. I would, I'm going to blow it out and be like, I know that there are millions of accounts across the planet When you have people, and and just because it's not on the nightly news, that doesn't mean... But sometimes it is, and that's not even enough. I mean, you can go back to these very specific events, the the Phoenix Lights. (laughs) Millions of people in that area of Phoenix saw those lights. Okay, you want to rationalize that as some sort of, you know, secret government aircraft or, you know, our favorites, the weather balloons... Satellite. It was light reflecting off of the Uh gas of Venus, and somehow it entered our atmosphere. Pick your men in black, fake, made up memory. And it's out there. I mean that shit's real <laughs> as far as explanations go.
1: But people know in there. like the if you've right. had an experience like that, mm-hmm. you know in your heart that the truth of that experience. It doesn't matter what anybody says or how it's rationalized.
0: This is what I get I get I, I get so tickled. I have this weird thing about M. Night Shyamalan's movie Signs. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: I know you do, and I honestly feel like I've only seen like bits and pieces of it, and you (sighs) reference it all the time because
0: it drives me crazy. You know, he almost always gets it, but then he doesn't. What do you do when you peek on your first movie? You know, it's hard. How many times can you do the sixth sense? How many times can you put a twist at the end? He has he set himself up. Poor guy, I feel for him. However, that movie signs. Case everybody hasn't seen it, you can check it out. Starring Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. And of course, it starts with crop circles. Okay, well, I was super excited about this of what we how we view crop circles, you know, which are they're complicated and they're not just ETs and it's not just one thing. We'll table that. <laughs> but in the meantime, the way that this is portrayed as the ETs, once again, bad. Oh. They've come here, but they cheese. don't like water. Have you noticed they don't ever do these things close to water? So why are they here? To come and take our precious resources to colonize the planet? Why does this surprise anybody? You know why that people go to that theory? This is my personal theory. People go to that theory because if you're a part of dominant culture, you've been a part of the settler colonial experience. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you come and take something that doesn't belong to you just because you want it? Right. Just to have dominion, right? So but that's also a part of the human experience. Exactly. And it's just bullshit. And let's get away from that idea mm-hmm. because we are tired of that old, worn-out paradigm. But in the movie, there are elements that I absolutely love. And one is that all of a sudden, because these things are happening all over the globe simultaneously, and then some poor family in Brazil catches one of them <laughs> on their birthday videotape, <laughs> that... The scene of reacting. It's always reacting. South America. There's it's always, always South some America video in South America, which I love. Me too, because they're getting the truth out. Because yeah, you know it's what? what it's they're open those to little it.
1: Little bitty ones. Those little bitty EPs. Yeah, the little tiny. And I like ETs. the little tiny ones. No.
0: but you know, in M Night's world, these are reptilian looking, and they can camouflage themselves and be invisible. But they're tall and they kind of walk a little like Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the same ridiculous pose from the famous sassy picture, <laughs> yes. you know, and that's the still that M. Night wants to hone in on in the Brazilian found footage at the birthday party. Same pose, looking to the side, arms out in front and back. But he he did a good job of portraying disclosure in the sense that we're all agreeing that this stuff is real. These ships are real. These crop circles are real. They're here. But, of course, they have to be bad, right? We can't have... It's just like... I think of Bill Hicks. Where's the good LSD story? Where's the good story of an ET?
1: Well, we've had a few awesome we movies. Have. We we've have. We've had some... Some really, really good movies. We have a list. We'll just, well, let's list them out right now.
0: Well, I... We got,
1: I mean, uh, the biggest one that I would always recommend, we
0: always reference it. It's literally so quotable, would be Contact. Right. Which, as we all know, was based on an awesome book by my beloved Carl Sagan, Mm -hmm. who I was obsessed with from the time I was 11 years old. But... That book, because he was able to blend these two things in this very
1: oh well beautiful. Everything's way. covered. Everything right? is covered. Dimensions of reality. Understanding unfolding. how real space
0: travel happens is dimensional.
1: And through your consciousness. And through your consciousness. And some type of technology that interfaces mm-hmm. with your consciousness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> For sure. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where we get to have contact with a benevolent, sweet, loving ETs that are communicating and connecting to us through sound, through Mm -hmm. tones.
1: And such a beautiful demonstration, I think, of what it's like when you have an experience like that and nobody understands or believes believes and yet what has been seen and felt cannot ever be you. You're forever changed forever. from having these experiences and mm-hmm.
0: there, you can't just put that back in a box somewhere. Right. You, and, there's nowhere for right. it to go. No, you know? there's not. And, and just, these people were chosen. They were asked and were you know, that whole scene where, where Francois Truffaut is trying to explain to the army captain, dude, like we didn't invite these people. They were invited by the ETs. They have every right. right to be here and we're trying to keep them out. Who were we to try to keep these people out that have had this contact and that are driven whose marriages have been destroyed? They lost their families. Literally, it kind of encapsulated the zeitgeist of the moment of how mm-hmm. during the 70s, people have forgotten that, especially here in this country, that was very real. People mm-hmm. believed in it. I mean, you had a president sitting in the White House that acknowledged his belief in the existence of E.T.s. I mean, you know, Jimmy well, Carter laid it out on the line I, on that deal. Do people why? you know, and people kind of have they they don't really you know, if you didn't live in that time or you have an awareness of that, because that didn't that was kind of a golden period mm-hmm. where culturally
1: it just felt like the sky was the right. There was literally nothing, the limit, uh, the limitless this, limit. This, yeah, the sky was was the limit on what we could explore mm-hmm. and what we could discover, and there it just had a whole different feeling to right. it of like the infinite and expansive, and then really, really, it just became a a platform for. Mm-hmm mainstream media to capitalize on keeping everybody in a perpetual state of fear. Well,
0: and you were, you're discredited if you have, oh, yeah. if you acknowledge, believe Now, I mean, um, I think about Shirley MacLaine, another very prominent person who I, I can remember how David Letterman, who I love, but Dave was relentless with her on his show when out on a limb came out. Keep in mind, best-selling book millions of copies sold and read so tell your jokes all you want the proof is in the pudding she's (laughs) selling books people are reading it people are connecting they're resonating with it but she did not give two shits if anybody believed her or not because once again when you have a phenomenal experience yourself Mm -hmm. and you very well listening today could have had an experience where you saw lights in the sky. You felt the presence of something. You had an experience that you cannot necessarily describe. And that creates a situation where you're like in contact. You have an experience that you cannot quantify. Mm-hmm. Those phenomenal moments of experience, your heart gets so expanded mm-hmm. that you think it's going to explode out of your chest. That Feeling of really feeling that unity consciousness, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a feeling that interconnectedness with just knowing
1: that you're not alone,
0: and you are not alone, and
1: that there are these benevolent, high-dimensional beings. One of the reasons why we felt so compelled to make this podcast is because things are just changing so drastically, and what. Used to, just in our lifetime, I mean, people would not even discuss their experiences for fear of being locked in a mental institution or being ridiculed to the point where they lose everything to you can't even walk down the street without running into three Pleiadians, you know? Oh, yeah. And this is That are self-identifying. Right. And this is just common knowledge it's common language people because they are having their own experiences that and we have this shift in a paradigm where people are feeling safe to talk about it where they are finding through the internet and through their communities like-minded people who are also coming out and talking about their experiences we are bringing forward disclosure we're not waiting for disclosure to happen. I don't need a colonel so and so from the military or whatever to right. validate the experience that I've had right. you know I don't need it quantified I don't need it qualified no I don't need your external approval or validation for the experiences mm. that I've had
0: right I think that people do want to have this Open acknowledgement of the we are not alone we are I all would connected. say that I think
1: that it's happening from the inside it out. is
0: because as with all things, that's where it has to start
1: I mean it it is happening from the inside right out. It's and basically like the the wave mm-hmm. is is happened the genie's out of the bottle yes and official disclosure will happen when everybody is believing it already because that's how everything that's exactly
0: how it has to happen you know
1: it has to in order in order to bring
0: it forward and you have to have your own personal individual experience and if you're open right to
1: connecting in that way
0: right
1: um you you know Mm -hmm. the possibilities for co-creations with other dimensional beings and extraterrestrial beings is
0: limitless so let's Define what is extraterrestrial intelligence. They're uh, beings that originate from other star systems, other planets in those star systems,
1: other galaxies,
0: other galaxies, other, other quadrants universes. of the universes, right? That definition is a really big umbrella that a lot of different beings reside under. Extra dimensional beings are beings that do not originate from this dimension of reality
1: you can do your own research on densities and dimensions of reality and you know our belief is that in this ascension process we're going from a third dimensional reality to a fifth dimensional reality Mm -hmm. and um Probably the one thing that I'll say about dimensions of reality and the only differences in dimensions of reality is that there seem to be different governing
0: rules of physics. Right. Usually it's a time and space issue. Yes. When you move into a fifth density reality, time is much more fluid. That's why there is this interpretation that there's instant manifestation because your time is fluid. You're not interpreting it in a linear fashion. So there are different physics, laws of physics. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And and by and that, I mean that, literally that the technical for, definition yeah. of metaphysics, outside of physics, and, beyond physics.
1: And that would allow for different types of technologies mm-hmm. and levels of consciousness that right. we can't Awareness, even comprehend.
0: Exactly. Now that we've kind of talked about extraterrestrials and extra dimensionals under that canopy, we then can get into these subcategories that people define. And you're going to hear these terms if you haven't already. There are the walk-ins, a human being on earth, volunteers on a soul level. I want to keep that clear on a soul level as you're. Innate as your higher self agrees to step out of the physical vessel, human being to just go ahead. And I guess go back to all that is and in exchange as the soul of an extraterrestrial being, meaning somebody from another star system, is going to step into that human vessel into that physical body. In the accounts of people who are walk-ins, most will say it literally was like a switch was flipped and they were this way one day and the next day they were completely different. Some people may or may not remember people in their lives. Typically, a a dramatic personality shift. There was a major shift in their belief systems and how they perceived the the world and their place in it. They may have very vivid memories of living on these other planets, of knowing that they came from a particular planet in a particular star system. I would say that is the classic definition of a walk-in. There was a period of time where everybody was talking about being a walk-in.
1: I know. You don't really hear that much about walk-ins anymore. I, don't I know hardly was, ever... I don't know if that was like some kind of an exchange program that just got like...
0: I, I think it was... a I don't know. They figured out... They did an outcome-based <laughs> research on the effectiveness of walk-ins. I don't want to confuse people, but I also believe there are different kinds of walk-ins. Different soul exchange. And I think you really described it perfectly it's like a foreign exchange student program but you don't really go back home ever you kind of finish out your session in this physical body or maybe you do i think about the movie Mm k-packs
1: ah such a good movie it's a good movie we don't really want to
0: excellent performances although we don't really want to invoke kevin spacey (laughs)
1: He was phenomenal in that movie. He and he's did, phenomenal in every movie. He,
0: he did a great job. He's a great actor. He is a great actor. But that was a really good. And I know that's a series of books. I've not read those books. And that's
1: a great movie to watch. For but if you want to about
0: like a walk-in right, situation, where you know in that movie they kind of took it where this guy was in a coma, yeah, and then he wakes up. Uh, and the human being had had a traumatic event and then all of a sudden he's very different
1: and he knew exactly where he was from
0: he knew ex- and he baffled scientists in that movie because he was extremely explicit and, and so
1: authentic and, and
0: authentic in his knowledge of physics and astronomy things a lay person would not know so. You know, if you want to kind of see a representation of that in this way that I feel ultimately was very positive. Yeah,
1: it was a beautiful movie. It
0: was a beautiful movie.
1: And we've had clients
0: that 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 they totally believe themselves to be walk-ins. So this is just to provide a generalized explanation of these terms. It is up to you to figure out and to discern for yourself what that term means to you. Yes. Do your own research. Another term that you'll hear within this field is a hybrid. What is a hybrid? It's not just an electric car. (laughs) It's not just that kind of hybrid.
1: (laughs) Although that's a good example. It is. Of a hybrid. Well, we know what. As
0: anything, as in the very strictest (laughs) definition of a hybrid, is bringing two things together. Bringing two things
1: together. So a hybrid is the joining of human and extraterrestrial genes to create a part human, part extraterrestrial hybrid being. And people who have come forward as hybrids, they have had this profound awakening experience, whether it has happened over time throughout their whole lives or whether it has been something like a switch was turned on, a lot of these people have have extraterrestrial memories. And we can be hybrids, from my understanding, on other planets. Right. You know, there can be half-human, half-extraterrestrial races on other planets based on a gathering of genetic material
0: well and some people would say even there are those contingencies out there that would say most of the human beings on the earth right now are actually et human hybrids yes just genetically speaking Mm -hmm. we can see through the archaeological record once again this is something that graham hancock certainly discusses quite a bit Where did these ancient civilizations get their technology?
1: You don't have to go any farther than the archaeological record, the known archaeological record, to find evidence of Mm -hmm. how extraterrestrials have been involved in this planet. You
0: can open up the Bible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And any other religious text. And any
0: other sacred text. Mm -hmm. They all have stories of beings from the sky. Ships from the sky. What do you, you know, I mean.
1: So this intermingling
0: of genetic
1: material between extraterrestrials and humans has been going Mm -hmm. on.
0: So we're just saying, as with all things, (laughs) to your own research, discern for yourself what you believe to be true. But it certainly seems, and this is another favorite line from Carl, spoken through Ellie in Contact it would be a big waste of space, would it not, if we were all the only ones here? We read a, a
1: good book called Meet the Hybrids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About different accounts of hybrids realizing that they are hybrids and having direct access through the dream state and through downloads and through personal experiences of what what their connections are. And it's really
0: cool. We've had our own personal experience with, with clients. Maybe that is something that resonates with you that you've never been able to really identify. Explore, explore what that is. There are a tremendous amount of accounts of people's own stories, people doing research, channeled information. For you to discover that whole area of hybrids.
1: Another common term that you will hear a lot. I mean, this is probably the one that you hear the most is starseed. What is a starseed? A starseed is a extraterrestrial being, meaning not local, not from Earth, whose soul has originated on another Planet in another star system, and has broken out of that incarnation cycle on another planet to come to Earth. Usually, star seeds are coming to a planet. I mean, I will speak for Earth because Earth is going through this tremendous amount of change right now, and this huge shift in consciousness, and part of. Uh, what helps that along is having a lot of different perspectives to come and kind of shake it up. And so you have a lot of different star seeds from a lot of different planets and a lot of different vibrational frequencies that are coming here to have an earth experience.
0: Well, I would even go a step further and say that they're, they're answering a call to service. I think that there are certain attributes, certain perspectives that starseeds would acknowledge that they feel that life here on earth does not feel the way that you know it to be true this is not how this works injustice dominion over others different types of just that service to self not coming from a unity altruistic place and we're all here doing a part in that but i think for people that are starseeds a bigger percentage on the population of the earth than you might think this is from sources that we trust you do your own looking into it 25 to 30% of people on the planet are starseeds and that's a lot and by golly we need all the help we can get you know but not everybody in that percent that percentile is aware of their starseed origin. I mean, there are people that walk around every day and don't have that awareness, but there is increasingly that inner knowing that, that things are different for them in a way that is unique to being a starseed.
1: So having conversations like this and having, this being more mainstream and having these avenues for discussions is so helpful for people to feel like they're not isolated and they're alone. are not alone. You know, so many of the clients that we see, and and just with anything, with hybrids, with walk-ins, with starseeds, with any of the things that we're talking about, you just having a, a UFO experience, even if you don't relate to any of these topics that we're talking about. Any kind of phenomenal experience can trigger an awakening and it can be like a pre-programmed trigger that is going to open up this Pandora's box of deeper knowing
0: and deeper truths about yourself. And so the element and the importance of extraterrestrial beings, of star seeds, of extra dimensional beings, of hybrids, of walk-ins, all of these people that don't originate within the earth, they know that there are small moves we have to make because we have our cultural programming, if you will, to fear the other, to fear the unknown, to fear something that looks so completely different than us. I I will bring it around to Star Trek. I think ultimately Roddenberry had it totally right, that we collectively have to have so much unity in what we value as what is really important. And really, it's beautiful. We're not alone. We have each other. We have only been programmed to feel divisive, to feel separate, to feel isolated, and we're not but once we can get past the need of power greed dominion and wanting to value money and things if you're got service to self you're operating on a frequency of fear mm-hmm. because you're afraid of not getting what you want and whatever that is but when we come from love it's inclusive it's it's everybody it's everything and we're still on that journey mm-hmm but this is once again, but we're on the fast track, but we are on the fast track. And as more people are individually, there does the hundredth monkey is real. Uh There is a tipping point. There is a critical mass moment of awareness that once there is enough momentum on the collective level, then eventually the boulder is rolling down the hill and not up the hill. And people are more awake. People are more aware. And when we're ready then we get to have the potluck dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, we want it to be spoon-fed to us. Mm -hmm. We want the mass landings on the lawns and that we're going to the libraries and people are disseminating. This is your new pamphlet on ET human relations that's denying us the beautiful process of becoming that on our own. Right, Right. The journey to, to recognizing
1: that within ourselves.
0: Right. That we are them mm-hmm. in that sense. And our ET brothers and sisters are here to help us, to remind us through these through our individual experiences, right, through these phenomenal experiences. So how do we connect? How do we connect with ETs?
1: You're going to find out on our next episode. We'll be talking all about human-initiated extraterrestrial contact.
0: That may sound kind of... Unreal for some people to think that they have the ability to initiate contact with ETs. And we're here to tell you that you can. And we're going to talk about how you're going to do it. So join us.
1: Thank you all for being with us on this episode.
0: We really appreciate you. Going along for our own little uh, conversational journey that we like to take. And if you enjoy listening to us, we humbly ask you. If you've got a few moments to give us a rating, if you're really feeling the love, give us a review. Share it with your friends. That is the most beautiful, loving support you guys can give to us. And we're really grateful for that. So do as you feel guided to do. And we appreciate your feedback. Yeah, we do. We really do. It's important. It really helps us to
1: kind of get a feel for what people are interested in, the topics that they want to hear. It's beautiful. Truly. Because y'all are awesome. You're beautiful. And you're perfect just the way you are. So much love. Be the Light podcast was produced by Teal Hobson Lowther. Our incredible theme music was lovingly created by Frequency Jones. Visit our website, BeTheLightRocks.com. Stay woke, y'all. Good